Roberto, I can't roll my R's. That was pretty good. Oh, now you have to cancel your boyfriend. Oh, gosh, that is so awkward. <laughs> yes. Can oh, we catch that? Oh, oh, Robert. Um, Robert. <laughs> Robert. Um, Robert. Thank God he can't hear you. Welcome to week 34 of Death Dialogue. My name is Davi, joined as always by famous hand model, West VA, and the return of our favorite K, Quiet K. Welcome back, K. We missed you. Taking notes and making jokes is our Brazilian badass, Big Nas. This week, we are joined by a longtime acquaintance and friend of West VA. He grew up in the same town as all of us. Me, him, and you, we went to the same school. Everyone, please welcome to the show, Mr. Ryan Arnold. Welcome, Ryan. Thank you so much for having me. Looking forward yeah, to it. Absolutely. Uh, do you mind if I call, call you Arnold? I mean, usually I go by Arnie, so I don't want to, you know, like break tradition. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Who we call my daughter? Really? Her, her name's Anna. We call her Arnie. Yeah. Arnie. After you. After you. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate that. You didn't know that. Uh, my my daughter, daughter's name is Charlotte, and we call call her the Shart. Oh, the nice. Shart. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. She's a lot like me. It just poops her pants. No. Oh. The shit. Oh, okay. You don't grow out of it. It just happens throughout. Just, your eyes go wide and your wife looks at you and you're like, I'll be right back. Not again. <laughs> I don't even get up anymore. <laughs> speaking, stay at home. Speaking of sharts, um, when do you feel like you're the most in control? Of, of farts? Uh, no, just in general, I think. Oh, uh, I mean, definitely not parenting. Um, that flew the coop with the probably with the third one. Um, but I mean, I would say when I have a well thought out plan, like ironically, I'm ADHD, so there's a lot of variations of the plan. But if I feel like there's a means to an end, sort of that I feel like I can handle the situations better because I've kind of planned for that. Whereas, you know, going into it spontaneously, I enjoy that adventure, but it still makes my, you know, anxiety go up a little bit more than if I know, you know, what the time frame is or what have you. So you prefer, you prefer the controlled plan yeah, stru structure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Me too. I'm right there with you. I got to have some kind of direction, some kind of plan. That's me in Excel, man. <laughs> I'm like in control of everything. Love it. In Excel. Shut up, Caroline. Yeah. <laughs> so I can stay in a spreadsheet for days. Yeah. I, I oh, work on a spreadsheet all day, every day. And oh, I feel like no matter how much I learn, there's like a million new tricks and tips yeah. out there. Yeah. So much to it. I, I wish like I was better at Excel. I'm terrible at it. I am too. It's all right. I took a couple classes through work and still I can't make, I can't even do a budget on there without like <laughs> negative $5,000. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, how is that possible? Numbers don't lie, Ryan. <laughs> it's like, like looking at your bank account. <laughs> like what? What's <laughs> this? <laughs> Kyle, what about you? When do you feel like you're in the most control? 
not in Excel. That makes me want to destroy my <laughs> who, computer. Who the fuck says I feel like I'm in control with Excel? Oh, man, I thought I was going to get a little more <laughs> agreement, but tough crowd. I I no idea. I mean, on your bike, sure, or anything that I'm doing myself. That's what I would have guessed. By or yourself. yeah, like or I especially have control issues like. If I'm not driving, I'm mm. anxious and not happy in the car. It doesn't matter who's yeah. driving. It's worse certain people, but yeah, um, Kelsey, I didn't say anything. Oh. And uh, <laughs> wait till your kid starts driving. Well, yeah. You have a heart attack. Yeah. Oh, sure mine's, mine's about to get her learners, my oldest. And it's, I've ridden in the car once and it wasn't pretty. It's so scary. Even when they do a good job. Yeah. I can't show it. I, sh- I can't show it, but I'm freaking out. Oh, I'll show it, unfortunately. <laughs> you know, I had never thought of this question before, and I, I almost had a little <laughs> freak out moment of thinking like, oh, my gosh, do I have I'm never control? in control? I'm never in control. I'm out of control. Um, but you mentioned the driving thing and um I definitely feel more control when I'm driving. And let me tell you, I've been in like 10 car accidents. They were all freak accidents. I flipped cars. Oh, geez. Um, one of them I had was really bad and I ended up having to have like facial reconstructive surgery. So I feel like my spidey senses. I'm like the only one that was my fault was like a minor one when I, you know, kind of had a panic attack at, at a parking garage and like backed into a car and like just tapped it not a big deal but the other ones the other ones that were just like freak accidents were all horrendous car totaled every time and so I feel like I'm I get anxious when you know I don't understand why people have to you know like speed up to get right behind somebody you know like or they see brake lights come on and they don't slow down. The, those kind of people like freak me out. I'm, I'm going to say this uh, complete respect. But but 10 car accidents, I feel like <laughs> that's you're the okay. common denominator in at least 10 accidents. <laughs> I mean, that's exaggerating, but like okay, more okay. like more like eight. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that's much. All right. Never mind. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> Eight cars. Yeah. But uh well, one of them I wasn't driving in all of them. I was driving in like seven out of eight, I think. But like one, I was at a stop sign and I was rear-ended by a semi at like oh, full geez. speed, Jeez. totaled my car. Um <laughs> one I was doing a lot of overtime for like a year and working like 70 hours a week and then after a year I think mentally like I felt okay but my body couldn't keep up I was driving to work and I passed out at the wheel Mm. and um and then one like the road was and you know what the list goes on (laughs) (laughs) I I was working night shifts and I dozed off one time and I was coming around this s turn and I don't remember taking the second part of it and all of a sudden I just felt my car kind of go like that like when you feel a car pass you going fast 
And I look in the mirror and there's a car in the ditch on the other side. And I, I'm like, oh my God, like what the hell did I just do? <laughs> oh my God. So I pull into the next driveway and this car turns around, comes back. And this dude, six, four, just this big dude with a beard goes, you need to learn how to fucking drive. And I'm like, dude, I'm so sorry. Like I just got off night shift. I'm like, I, I fell asleep, you know, and he, I gave him my information, but he never called me. He said it, you know, he'd gone over the ditch, but didn't really hit anything. But yeah, that was that was scary. Jesus, dude. All right, so this brings up a good point. Well, let's say you get in a freak accident like that, and the person dies, but you could drive away, and you know for a fact that you would not get in trouble. You would not get caught. What do you do? I'm staying. Yeah. Yeah, totally. You guys can tell me your real answers later. I mean, <laughs> why? Why would you just drive away though? <laughs> Are you? Uh, are you a, like are you drunk are you on drugs there's some manslaughter charges there that could be coming your way oh, man yeah you'd never I mean, get caught though might not see your kids if you stay maybe in jail there's a lot to think about here mm. i did have a hit and run almost um no i didn't kill anybody but like when i was first driving you know you remember bay yeah oh yeah oh yeah so me and him were driving my mom's truck up on his street and we have been smoking in it so we i turned around to spray some spray in it and i swerved over and hit this like warren county vehicle and just smashed the shit out of it and then my right tire was jacked up so it pulled me to the right and i took out two mailboxes and babe was like just go just go and i'm like okay <laughs> so like i'm like dude there's no way those like our car is jacked so I end up coming back. Well, the guy had come out because he heard it and followed me. He's like, I caught you. And I'm like, I, I came back. What are you talking back. about? Yeah. And then the cop came. I told him it was a white dog, ran out in front of me. I swerved. Classic. Oh. Stupid dogs. Oh, I missed that fool. But, dog? Yeah, I've talked to him a couple times. He was yeah. on Facebook a little bit. I haven't seen him probably a year. Shout oh, out to Beth. Yeah, man, we got to get him on. It's good to definitely um, rear you can find somebody them. going up what? the hill at the high school, leaving after after the day. And I bent down to get a, a CD to remember what those are. Compact and, discs. Uh, head came back <laughs> up and fucking, I like nailed the car in front of me, and I was like, shit, like fuck. And then they pulled up a little bit, and there was like literally there was no damage. And look, the Jeep was never going to have any damage. I think it was a tank. And she looked up in the mirror at me and I was like, you're fine. And she didn't even get out of the car and she just kept going. <laughs> wow. She's like, good. Oh, I don't gosh. have insurance. You know how intimidating so Kyle relieved. is. He probably was like, you're fine. <laughs> and they were like, you're right. I'll leave. Move along, looky lose. Uh, speaking of intimidation. If your food is bad at a restaurant, would you say something? Would you send your plate back? Yes. 100%. I've never, I've never done what, it. What the hell kind of question is that? Really? You haven't? You're paying for your food. No, I just, I don't like I just won't go back. Yeah. I don't send it back. If, I, if, I, if I'm at like a $30 steak joint and they bring a well done, when I ask medium rare, I'm like, no, you're recooking that. Now, if I order something that I'm not sure of and it comes and I'm like, I don't like the taste of this. Then I'm probably just gonna bite the bullet on that one. Okay, that's that's true. I wouldn't send it back if it was something I just didn't like. But if it was not right. made correctly or not well, yeah. even if it was only like ten bucks, I'm still being like, "Hey, I asked for this, or you did this wrong." Like for sure. I'm, 
that gives me more money on that. That almost gives me more anxiety than riding shotgun in the car. Do you feel I get like so nervous if I have to like ask them to correct my order? And don't it's their job. In in the back of your hey, mind, you watch waiting too much. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah, I know. But <laughs> yeah, that's always going to be there. Like we're already doing the bat wing. What's the worst that could happen? When I'm like, hey, take this back. I'm basically saying, please spit in this. Like that's in my head. <laughs> it's going to come back <laughs> out with something in it. Well, you don't have to. You don't have to be a dick about it, though. But I mean, I used to not, and my friend, I. I don't know. When I was at, like in college, I was just like stewing over this food that came out that like wasn't correct. And she was like, you know, you're paying for it. Instead of just sitting there pissed off, just <laughs> go and ask them to redo it. And um, that does make me feel better, actually, you know, and no one's ever I mean, I'm not a bitch about it. And um, I mean, I pick and choose depend like if it's something small, you know. And um, sometimes I'm just like, oh, this isn't what I ordered at all. You know, you don't even have to make another one. I've already eaten. Just maybe just take this item off the, off the bell. And they're like, oh, yeah, cool. But um, yeah, like I'm not picky at like a Taco Bell. I'll just order another item. <laughs> I just don't go back. Even if they brought me something at a restaurant that I was like, I ordered pasta, but they brought me a burger. I'd be like, all right. I guess I'm eating a burger. <laughs> I don't know. That's just me. So we, I, uh, we I would got, never do this traveling. Way, though. <laughs> when it comes so to got, traveling, you get your food and eat it. Right, you get it and just go. Uh, we got a Chick Fil A nearby, and I do the app, and we just go curbside, pick it up. It's so much easier than waiting in the drive-through. But they always forget stuff, and I love it because you can just complain on the app, and, and they'll give you back. like coupons for like four free milkshakes and all kinds of stuff and oh, it could be into great because then i can just you know i don't have to worry about talking to anybody and i just redeem them later that's okay. doable i could manage <laughs> that yeah just that the... is my favorite thing about doordash i almost cross my fingers and hope that they forget something <laughs> just to get fucking up yeah because so, they're like here's ten dollars sorry we forgot yeah. your side sauce and i'm like thanks walmart delivery on the other hand um, even if you do the Walmart, uh, where you order and go pick it up, we have a shit ton of people in our family. So we order a lot of stuff every week and they inevitably forget something. And if it's over like a certain amount, you have to call, which is oh genius because no one's going to do it. One time they forgot like a hundred dollars worth of shit. Like they just forgot to put like 10 bags. in. So my wife actually did call, um, I wish it was easier. Like you forgot this, this, this. And they're like, okay, sorry, here's your money. But no, you got to pick up the phone. Mm. Brilliant. I, I would easily call at like the drop of, the, of a dime. I, come on. Come busy. on. All right, I hate it. I'm really good at calling <laughs> and my wife hates it. So anytime there's a phone call that needs to be made, this guy. Here they go to. <laughs> Yeah, no matter what. Her mom, I call her mom, I call her dad. Sort <laughs> of guy. I don't mind. It's just I know it's it's gonna be painful. And I'm gonna talk to three different people or have to go through a bunch of menus. I'm like, fuck it. Yeah. I don't we just don't have peanut butter this week. Me. But I work on the phones all day, so I can make True. any conversation okay. True. Hey, Ryan, random question. Mm-hmm. 
are you musically inclined? You kind of look like a rock star. Like you could, <laughs> you could, you could do a little country, but like the country with a little hip hop. I was thinking Adam Levine. Look See, I've, I've heard that one. Maybe when I was skinnier, um, Levine, I've gotten a lot of Luke Bryan when the beard gets a little thick and I looked at him. You, you have a very nice beard. I wish I was podcasting with my room to be like, come check out this handsome guy with the beard. The calico. That's what it is. Yeah. But can, can you sing? Do you play any instruments? I mean, I, can, I played the drums in high school and that tells you about my, you know, other musical possibilities. Um, dabbled in the harmonica i can't i mean i can't really read music very well uh, and I'm, I'm tone deaf i can't sing worth a crap i'm like mm-hmm. the motor mouth remember the show motor mouth yeah. no. That's mm-hmm. when, when they would like somebody would like prank their friend who would be in the car like singing oh uh, shit yeah crazy that. and they would put a hidden camera in there and that would be me i'd be the one in there just rocking out head banging a slipknot and you know my kids love it they start singing with me kyle uh can you give us a little little something you got a little song tuned up you've been working on anything are you talking to me (laughs) you talking to me music yeah man want to hear me sing Oh, we do want to hear you sing. that's okay i want to hear you sing (laughs) i can't sing that's that you definitely, can't sing. Definitely not. <laughs> Just uh, sounds like you choose not to. We've been over this. I sing one song and it's not getting performed on this show. Not and yet. it is Soft Kitty from Big Bang Theory to oh put my, my daughter to sleep. I am dying to hear this version. Can you please? I, I have not heard it in a while. Please sing it. I actually really like this song. <laughs> and not, I don't even watch the show religiously. Come on, Kyle. It's not happening. I will end this <laughs> recording and call right now. <laughs> we can. We may be able to get Kelsey to sneak a recording. She's oh, probably that's a good idea already. I that's a bet. good idea. I'll see what I can do on my son. <clears throat> Reach out. I was definitely. I definitely put Luna to bed one night when um, my in-laws were here. And uh, who knows if I don't sing it that loudly, but who knows, maybe they heard it through the floor and I get down there and we're playing a game or something. And all of a sudden they start talking about that song and I didn't say a word, but I was like, I bet they're talking about it to fuck with me because they could hear me singing it. But I just didn't even comment and it just moved on (laughs) through the vents. Yeah. (laughs) Ryan, you mentioned uh, when you were skinnier, you (laughs) may have been the skinniest person I'd ever met. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, not anymore though. <laughs> I'm up to like 185. That's about where I'm at. All right. Well, you look like a normal guy. So um, if you, here. oh, okay, <laughs> I I get it now. <laughs> you know the beer. It's all the beer. It's all in the beard. No, the beer. <laughs> yeah. And beer. IPAs mainly. So. Have you guys oh. ever done uh, Movember? I think we're going to do that at work. Where you shave on October 31st and just grow the mustache because mustaches are gross. And I kind of want to get everybody at work to do it. I'm going to get a circle beard. Have you seen those? No. Atrocities? No. So literally, you grow your hair in a circle like this, and everything yeah. else is shaved. It's, look it up. Wow. Google it. I, I have seen this. That is an no. atrocity. 
I mean, are I you gonna do it? Just to do it. Okay. Once and then never again. No pictures. Oh, pictures, pictures there didn't, didn't happen. happen. Yeah. I know exactly. <laughs> I don't think I could be wrong, but I don't think Movember has to be mustaches though. I think it's just for like facial hair because it's um like Men's Health Awareness Month, November. I think, Am I? I think you might correct? be right. I think well, you might I think be it's right. No Shave November or something like that. I've Mo, heard of I've No Shave. No, with the, it's a, with an M, right? You're saying yeah, with yeah, yeah. yeah. So November is be... a foundation that is actually started, I think, in Australia or something like that. We used to do it at the Hurricanes, and it, yeah, it's all for uh, prostate cancer. Do they wear like Crocs? Do I have to wear Crocs this whole time? You should. I think you should. I mean, everyone should wear Crocs, but that's besides the point. I, like uh, I thought it was like part of it. Like you, you like can't Crocs? shave and you wear Crocs. Ryan, did you say you like Crocs? I, I, I will leave yeah, that up to post them. Very convenient. Yeah, they're great. They get made fun of on the show, but I wear them daily. They get a they get appreciated Welcome. on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's convenient. I mean, I work from home. I really don't do much but go get the mail and go for a ride to the store and go pick up kids from soccer practice. So you know, I'm not lacing up boots to go do that. And flip. I don't really like flip flops that much. I've grown more accustomed to them, but I'll be honest. You know, I found out J. Cole wears Crocs, and now I kind of feel like I have to have Crocs. He does. Hey, huh? I wear them. That should have been all you needed. I know. I don't want to get the same ones as you, though. I, there's like a million. Mine are gone. You can't get them anymore. Don't worry. Oh, okay. <laughs> I need some that look pretty, like uh, soccer generic. Fan. They have any of those? What? Do they, they have everything. any that have like the soccer field print on it? I don't know, but you can get the little soccer ball pins that go on it. Oh, they have pins and stuff. Come on, we've been Piece, over this. Piece of flare. Flare. Oh, oh this. yeah, yeah, I got you. Just like in waiting, nice. the uh, what's it? No, not that. No office space. What was that called? Uh, the uh, pieces of flare. Oh, yeah, um, oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, like Ben Again's or something? Yeah, was it Ben Again? It was Ben. It was like a, yeah, a, a made up chain. Yeah, I was thinking shenanigans, but that was super true. I was, I yeah. was thinking of that too. <laughs> Speaking of shenanigans, a lot of us have kids. Luckily, I'm not one of them, um, but a lot of you guys have kids, and a lot of you have a lot of kids. Um, what have you learned from your kids? Or like, what have you learned about life from your kids? Patience. Patience. Listen. <laughs> I can yeah, hear, I hear that. Is awake. What the fuck? <laughs> she wants you to sing her the song, dude. Yes. <laughs> Recently, I was just thinking about this. Um, so you know, I got teenagers. They are not experienced in life but they are experienced in like what they've lived. And so like they have deep opinions about things that I don't care about, but like deep opinions. Like I hear them say like, I hate this. And they'll be talking about mm. uh, a subject that they barely know or a person they don't know. And I was like, damn, like I know for a fact I was like that. I wonder if I'm still like that about shit that I don't know about. So I've been like questioning that throughout this week. Just this week. Yeah. It's Cause like sitting at the, I've shifted my schedule so I can be home a little earlier. So I get to eat dinner with them. 
and that's usually when those conversations happen i definitely think like that though because like hate is a very strong word so if you like really hate something i mean you better know a lot about it you better be i don't know it would need to be something that like really upset me and i push back a little bit and like just asking questions to see like Mm -hmm. what they knew and i don't think i was over the line but i could tell it really hurt like they're like oh i wasn't ready i already had this opinion built i'm not ready for questions yeah now i just shut up and listen yeah i mean a lot of times the the semantics is lost on kids i think Mm -hmm. i think they just hear something that demonstrates a strong opinion and then they develop an opinion that doesn't really have deep roots as you said yeah but it automatically just shink goes to the left or to the right and i want to guide and be like hey like have you done your own research like have you thought about this why but at the same time like i want them to keep talking so anytime i like question it there the wall goes up so i gotta be quiet yeah so tough my wife's a teacher so she's really good she she sits and talks with the kids for hours um you know i'll sit and play video games with them and we'll you know talk some but she just she's a great getting them to open up like and then she's like did you know this and i'm like no they don't tell me that i asked like we don't really have that deep of conversations most of the time yeah, I gotta shut up so they'll talk. Yeah, <laughs> that's hard. What is something that you question? Like, do you have a specific topic or an event that has happened that you like wish you could redo, or like you kind of question yourself, your behavior at the time? Oh, like in particular, like with the kids? Uh, no, just like uh, recently. Oh, like as I'm thinking about that. Yeah. Mm, I think a lot has, I think it mostly comes up like if I'm scrolling through social media and I don't know, it's just human nature to, you see something and you either agree with it or don't like right away. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm pretty steadfast. Like I'm old now. I kind of know what I like, what I value, what I don't, but uh, it's just good to question like, okay, I immediately agreed with that why is that good is that bad yeah why did i have that knowledge where did that come from because um, biases man we all have biases yeah and it's for speed you know so we can get through our day and not sit and think and we actually get things accomplished but sometimes it's good to just go back and question those things that you think you believe i question a lot of my music choices there are a lot of artists that uh might be popular on social media that I don't necessarily agree with. I'll take the time to try to learn about them and like see why people are interested in them. And if I listen to your entire discography and I still don't like you, then I just don't like you. <laughs> yeah. And that's okay. <laughs> yeah. But now I try to like even question things that, um, and not to bring up politics, but like if I lean one way and I see a post on social media, that kind of goes against the other party. I'll question that post, even if I like, even if it's my party or whatever, just right. to make sure that I'm not like trying to be too far on one side. Like, 
I really don't like the separation. I'd rather just be somewhere in the middle, see it from both perspectives. Yeah. And in doing that, that very thing, I've learned that I'm, I don't belong to either party. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I think that's a lot of our generation is that middle road where there's like, I've seen a lot of stuff that I agree with for this particular point, but then also there's, you know, I guess seeing that what we've seen historically and being a part of it has really shaped us to, to stay in that middle ground because we know if we go one way or the other, shit can hit the fan and we want to just stay out of the fan. Yeah. It's not, it's not that we're noncommittal. It's just, I don't know. It feels, it feels really weird being like absolute on something unless it has to do with like the way people are treated. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. that was a good point. I can draw Big, a line there pretty easy. Yeah. Big Naz, what about you? Do you have uh, anything to say on this? Yes, I do. I was I was thinking very, very hardly. I want to make sure you're still you, awake. You look like you were deep. Even some <laughs> no, I, I was I was deep in thought. Um, uh, it's funny because um, lately I've been thinking a lot. Um, you know, like when you you were saying like it's hard to be what you know strictly one way or another um unless uh, it's up to, you know as far as treating people and I was thinking the other day you know like why if, why the why is Black Lives Matter politicized like why how come I see my liberal friends posting you know Black Lives Matter, and then my conservative friends being like, no, like, all lives matter and blue lives matter. Like, why is that politicized? Like, why why are vaccines being politicized right now? Like, what, why is science political, you know? And uh, there's, you know, people dying. And um, Dave, you and I had talked this week, you know, about um, the, the Gabby Petito case. And you're like, why is this why is this case getting so much attention? Like people go missing. And I was like, well, she's a white girl. And yeah. um, like and the, the only time that, you know, um, things go viral is as far as people of color is when they're being gunned down and innocent and somebody just happens to be there to uh, shoot a video, you know, and, in the Ahmed Aubrey case, like he didn't even get arrested mm. for like months, you know, like yeah. uh, things <laughs> had to go viral. And so yeah. I, the, I don't understand why these things are politicized. Like why don't people see that um, systemic racism is a thing and people of color are treated differently? Um, yeah. I'm a person of color and I, I, I you know, I'm, people don't even really see me as being black most of the time. I mean, I, I get told that they're like, no, you're like our white friend. And I'm like, I'm really not though. Oh, I, I am literally man. a different, literally <laughs> a different color. Uh, and I would be told, so upset. If being some, told if that, that to me. I act white, you know, I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, oh yeah. Acting, I'm intelligent. They try to make like, you feel good about that. Like, yeah, and it's like such a backhanded comment. Well, yeah, <laughs> Thanks for joining our team. Yeah, like, we let you in. Get the fuck out of here. You're so articulate. Uh, Shut up. Oh. I'm like, <laughs> 
Okay. I was just yeah. listening to George Carlin, and he was like, one of the most overused phrases was, he happens to be black. Like, this is my friend, and he happens to be black. And he's like, so his parents were both black, and they had sex. He's like, I would say it, you know, he was born black, but if he happened to be Scandinavian, that would be pretty crazy. That yeah, would be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I think to your point, uh, Caroline, like all of those things are polarizing. Like there is a side that agrees and a side that doesn't agree. And that's exactly what politicians need. It's, the party it's, just, horrible. Yeah, it's just if you can pin people against each other, if you have two sides, that means you at least have your side and you now have a team and that tribe. And that's how you that's how you win elections. Yeah, yeah, it's sad. Maybe it's not an armchair theory. Maybe it's true, and I'm just catching on to it. But uh, with it, sensitive. But the 20th anniversary of 9/11, just recently, I was watching a documentary that was on Netflix, and uh, I realized while watching it that a lot of the separation between us, left and right in this country, got worse starting then, like by a lot and just kept growing and growing and growing. That's interesting because that felt like it brought know, us together. Yeah, it felt like we were brought together a little bit and then immediately veered it's off. Weird. It's almost like when a star explodes like that last bit that like crunches together and yeah. then uh, yeah. Yeah. like and yeah, it's it's been crazy the past couple of years. It's just all the videos like all of a sudden these videos pop up and you know it's happening every day all the time. And then all of a sudden these videos pop up. And then, of course, people are like, because I, I mean, I caught a lot of flack from my old Christian friends about Black Lives Matter because they're, you know, brought up on Marxist ideas. I'm like, no, I'm like, Black Lives Matter essentially is saying that there is a situation in this country that black people face that you don't have to face ever. So, yeah. you know, like, that's what's important. Like, I'm not out here donating money to a church, quote unquote. Because I think they've got the right ideals and they need, I'm out here telling people that this is something that needs to be thought about and that you need to address. Like, and I think that a lot of it is um, with the white Christian community that it's reckoning that they may have to do about certain points of views, you know, especially in the South. And I, and I think that that's one of the hardest things that people want to talk about because like you said, there's sides like that your bias automatically, if you see something that is not so much against you but not for you then you automatically have to have to say that that's not that's not good because it doesn't support what i want and you have to go with your tribe or you get ousted mm -hmm. yeah so i think hey. there's probably a lot of people that are like they agree mostly with their tribe but there might be like one or two things but they can't right. really can't really go outside um Ryan, have you um, have you heard of uh, uh, Be the Bridge? Uh, I feel like I may have seen something on that, but um, didn't really look too much into it. What is that? You might be. You, I I think it's uh, good. I uh, I gave the link to L'Oreal a while back for the um, the Facebook group. It's a faith based racial reconciliation group, and you're in this group for like months and you have to like go through these units like classes you know essentially like podcasts and reading and um like you can't comment for like two months you're just there like to essentially like learn 
and um, they split off and do a, like small groups and they have they'll have like half the group like people of color and half the group like white people essentially like discussion groups about like racial things and tough things yeah i mean when you say faith-based like it's is it like biblical or just it can be like like um it's essentially um for it's a good for white evangelical christians it's a good platform to see that white conservatives conservatives or any conservatives you know how systemic racism is something that also needs to be addressed in the church and is often like missed gotcha um but it, it it's broad you know it's not um like you don't have to be like a particular denomination or even a believer to okay. take part in it. Like the discussions are really good. The groups are really good. I've learned a lot. Um, um, people post a lot of stuff like moms, like white moms that are in the group now. And they're like, oh my gosh, like I have all these Christian books and literature and I didn't realize how whitewashed it is. And, right. you know, this white savior complex and Jesus being like, this white guy that's like, hey, come follow me. You don't have to be a slave anymore. And the moms are like, why? Can't, do you have to? Can you, right. um, wh- why are you going to follow this guy? Like these right. are questions to like, uh, you know, like real life situations. Like we did have slaves in this country and, um, you know, this guy freed her, but if she's freed, she doesn't have to go with that man. Like, is right. she, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> can she go get a job? And it's, it's just, um, I don't know, putting like, uh, like a magnifying glass and, on things right. that we learn and um, including like uh, textbooks. Uh, a lot of people on there. Um, there's uh, one of the person that's in the group, like reached out to um, one of the manufacturers uh, like of like textbooks. And they're like, uh, you see that anytime you guys talk about like criminals or whatever, you have like a picture of white cops arresting black people throughout the whole textbook you know like what does that say yeah and so just like changing how even textbooks are created you know and yeah things i hadn't thought about before right yeah because like the daughters of the confederacy they they had big influence on what was taught in the south right throughout exactly the statues and all that and those are a lot of the talk with statues coming down. Like I tell people, I'm that middle of the road. Like I don't think that Baltimore needs a Confederate statue in front of its courthouse. I don't think anywhere in the United United States of America needs to have a Confederate statue in front of their courthouse. But if there's a museum for it and there's a monument, you know, that's fine. I'm perfectly fine with that. I get it. It's a part of our history. You know, people's families lost people in the war, and I don't want to discredit that. I just don't think that a monument needs to be in the united states of america saying that you know the confederacy was you know what i mean like i i think that's where it gets tough with people is stuff like that and trying to have that argument where you're like no i i take the monument down yes i agree with that but we're not erasing history we still are gonna study it but we need to study it from a kaleidoscope not just a a singular lens yeah and it can have its own place and where yeah. we grew up, we had a singular lens. 
I yep. think about that a right. lot. Yeah, the older definitely. I've gotten, I like yeah. I'll read a book or I mean what you know in college I'll learn something. And I'm like, I was never even we never right. even broached that subject. Mm-hmm. I didn't even mm-hmm. know it existed. Like Tulsa. I mean, who, yeah. who's ever heard of Black Wall Street? Like yeah. I didn't hear about that. Hell no. Yeah. To watchmen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Speaking of watchmen. What is something you want people to remember you by? I told my wife about this, and I think we both agreed that it would be somebody that cares about you and, you know, that is willing to be there. Because, you know, I've grown up as a kid, the youngest of five, I was just always kind of there you know, in the background, going to soccer, you know, going to this, whatever. And um, I never really had a care because it was just, I was going to be taken care of and I was going to run around and do whatever the hell I wanted to (laughs) pretty much growing up. Um, So now, you know, I've got kids and I want them to, to see somebody that's willing to go out of their way to help somebody. Like if an old lady is, you know, at, at the shop, I mean, there's been many times where I've gone into Walmart, grabbed a rascal and driven it out to the crosswalk to meet an old lady with a cr- cane, you know, creeping across, you know, stop traffic. And, you know, she's like, oh, thank you so much. I'm like, I just wanted to ride this thing, and, you know, you know, but yeah. you just, just happen somebody... to be right here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, hey, what are the chances? But, you know, just somebody who, who cares. That's good. That is good. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question. and you summed up you summed up i mean that's pretty self-aware like uh-huh. you as a kid you summed that up perfectly like, yeah oh my like, wife tells me all the time i'm i thank god you're alive yeah but then Aww. even as a, you as an adult like i feel like well she you, means that in the fact that i probably could have died many times growing up <laughs> yeah but i mean you seem like a <laughs> like a good genuine dude that cares so I think you're living it. It's good. Appreciate it. Kyle, I want to hear your answer. I, I knew you were going to come to me. <laughs> I, I Man, I haven't talked to you in forever, man. I've missed you. I want to hear your voice. I want to hear your song. I don't know how to follow that up. It's such good. a good answer. That's pretty you, want good. To, you want me to go next? <laughs> no, let me think yeah. about it for a second. All right. Kyle will go last. Uh. I don't know. Maybe people could remember me by um, my height. It's unforgettable. You know, it's hard to be remembered when you're so forgettable. (laughs) (laughs) Put that on a shirt. That's my quote. Um, David Watson, come on. (laughs) Um. If anything, long before we became good friends, what started our friendship was the gold mine that is your Facebook page. And <laughs> I know that I I can count, like I'm having a bad day and I don't do it often enough. And, you know, Lolo's my work wife. And sometimes I'd be like, oh my God, have you checked out your husband's Facebook page today? And she's like, no, just... It's always posting that. I'm like, he's fucking hilarious. He makes my day. The dedication he takes to find some of this shit. I don't know where it comes from. So if anything, you would be known for the stuff you post on Facebook because it cracks me up. 
I uh, I have to admit something, and I'm kind of glad that you brought this up, and I'm oh kind of not glad that you brought it up. I try Don't not break to my heart. On, I try not to be on Facebook anymore, um, unless it's for deaf dialogue. Facebook is too it's too much for me to handle. It, it people will really post their opinions on there, and kind of going back to what Wes was saying about his kids and like having really passionate feelings towards something without doing the research i see too much of it and life is too short for me i to... do the research for them yeah <laughs> you do. yeah it, in... <laughs> well, well actually I, I just, I that's my can't... favorite oh yeah <laughs> so i just can't i see too much of it i can't get behind it um so i'm not on facebook as much and at the time that you were seeing those posts they were coming from uh, a really good friend of mine who passed away last year and uh so obviously he's not. That explains why I know. haven't seen it. Yeah. And it also, I also haven't been on Facebook that much, so I really haven't noticed. So it tells you a lot also. For my mental health, I try to stay off. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just better for me. And it's um the buddy of mine that passed. I've received the news um from the right source. His brother called me. Um, and I guess like I think L'Oreal knew. I think our cousin Becky knew. And like neither one reached out. Um, and I'm glad that they didn't. I wanted it. I mean, obviously I didn't know at the time, but I'm glad that neither one of them told me. And I'm glad that his brother was the one that called me. Um, I found out like an hour before our friend Brittany, their, yeah. uh, they had a wedding rehearsal that night. Oh. And uh, we showed up. And, you know, I'm like torn because like one of my best friends just passed. <clears throat> but they, uh, you know, just like in Brittany and Mike fashion, they welcomed us. And uh, yeah, it ended up being a, you know, a lovely night for them. But that is the main reason why I don't post too much on Facebook. Mm. Not like I used to. Yeah, I get that. But I, I think if somebody... Uh, needed to remember me by i think just my stupid sarcasm and my ability to pull people together i mean we're 34 weeks in and it's been a pretty good excuse to talk to my brother and one of my best friends every week and anytime uh, we've right. gone back to virginia i i don't know i just have this weird ability to get people that don't see each other for a year but live 10 minutes away from each other yeah. to meet at the same location. So yeah, like, Ryan, oh. I think, I think we live in the same town now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> my point. <laughs> Steve, oh, are you in Stevenson? Yeah. Oh, I'm in Steven city. I thought you were in Stevenson. Oh, that's so far. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't get out, man. I barely even get out with my wife. Oh, yeah. <laughs> same, same. Shit, we sit there and play Lego Harry Potter. Good oh, choice. Shit. well um dave to piggyback on all the things you want to be remembered by i've noticed like listening to um episodes of the podcast that i really like your laugh you have a very contagious laugh it's like so genuine and i love how it like dies off like you're in like deep laughter like <laughs> i'm never gonna laugh again I'm just saying. Where do you go? <laughs> you've ruined it 
I'm so sorry. <laughs> Kyle, I, I got to come back to you, man. I'm dying to hear because I could give you a laundry list of things that I can remember you by, but I want to hear it from, from you, from your perspective. I mean, all I can think of right now is what I do 90% of my day is just being a dad. So being a fucking great dad. Dude. Hopefully I'm remembered as being a good parent and family person. But Dave, I want to hear what you're going to say. Maybe I not. It bears me. I don't know. Man, I, I got it. It's my top two. You know, I think you were born to be a dad. If I'm being Aww. honest, you because you had so many relatives and then they had kids and then they had kids and then they had kids. So like you were there through the whole thing, like you were ready to be a dad. He just like happened nine to be years white. old. <laughs> That's true. Kyle and Ryan are both the youngest of five. Gosh. Yeah, so that explains it, dude. How old is he? 16 now. So those times spent will matter. Yeah. How old are how old are you people with like kids that are like on their way <laughs> off to college? We're and the smart ones. We got it out I'm the like, way. What the fuck am I doing uh, with my life? Well, I Just fucked kidding. up. I'm traveling. I'm going <laughs> yeah, to Italy in November. Way, yeah, what, what, what are you talking about? Okay, so I'm I got honest. out of the way and then I was like, let me do it again. So that you fucked up. But I feel like I'm so much better at it this time. Like I'm a better dad and a husband this time. Uh I, maybe if I, I had younger ones, but our youngest man, she's crazy. And how old is she? Uh, she's eleven. She just turned eleven. That's okay. a and terrible eleven stage, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, she just gets on her longboard and goes riding around the neighborhood with her friends. Goes to the park. I mean, she's a good kid. She doesn't do. She doesn't get in trouble. She's mouthy, of course, but that's just you know. Genetics. is the nature of the beast i saw oh. her talking to one of her <laughs> teachers today and she was just like i'm like she can't have a conversation and be happy at the end of it huh uh, <laughs> awesome well, you yeah. know that's where you got to come in and just ruin that yeah, yeah. <laughs> i usually do wes i would agree man i think uh you know especially jackie she's a hell of a mom i think um you guys make great parents, man. So good job. And I, those first three, I, I did the old pump and dump. Like I was deployed most of the time. So she, she did it, but this time I'm like more intentional and I want to be there and have more of an impact. Yeah. And sorry for the reference. <laughs> no, it was perfect. <laughs> I mean, it was it was literally about breastfeeding, pump and dump. It's where you can Bingo. drink and breastfeed at the same time. Bingo. Oh, is it? That's not how I'm in it. But that I'm is, glad that's that that's how a it is. Yeah, you can. Um, huh. if, See, if you I'm... want like a mommy's night out, you go out for a few drinks. You come home, you pump, you dump it, and then yep. you get to go. Your baby's not yeah, drinking that's alcohol. That's not what Wes meant. Uh, I, I, thought, I, I, know I, I know that's I not what he meant. Yeah. That is that is uh, such a mommy reference. I'm like, oh god, it's not even as dirty as how he meant it. I thought you meant like the alcohol goes out one and the milk goes out the other. Oh, like a left Maybe. and right. Yeah, like a left and right. Like twigs. You got, you got like a, a little toggle in the middle. Like, and you're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> oh 
Nope. <laughs> Showstopper. That's and what that was. we're back. And we're canceled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I have I have one more deep question. <clears throat> Let me clear my throat. What event changed your perspective on life? Man, there's been so many. Uh, I'm going to have to think on this one. Somebody else take the reins. 2016 I mean, election. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, Jesus. Uh, I, I literally had to look in the mirror and realize I am not white. Caroline, these people are not on your side. They have their tribe and you go find yours, girl. <laughs> There, there have been so many. I will, I'll share one that just comes to mind. So, when I was in the military, like I just completely bought into the traditional mindset and partied way too hard, and I definitely had a problem. And you know, I could tell that that bothered Jackie. You know, with my drinking and. One day she looked at me and was like, you either quit or I leave. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, I got to face what I knew all along. And so I did. And I just quit cold turkey. I quit drinking for a year. And then, you know, I don't drink liquor now. That was the that was <laughs> the big issue is I would just go way too hard. Um, it was awful. But that was uh, that that one shook me the hardest. And when I, you know, reflect on my current behavior, that just always comes back up. I'm like, no, she can draw a line for me. I can draw a line for myself too with everything. Uh, so yeah, that one, that one shaped me. One of many. Pretty good. That's deep, man. That's good stuff, man. Yeah. It's good to be able to, to make that change. I've, I've got people that are around me that have been married for some time and, I've broken up, you know, I've, I've gotten divorced and then other people came in and they were just like in awe of us because they know that we're not this like 100% functional, like, you know, cohesive unit, but they're like, you talk to each other and you work through it. Like you mm -hmm. want to change for each other. And that's, you know, a lot of people have trouble doing that, like changing themselves for somebody else. Well said. Yeah. Um, I think that's what I was trying to get out. But at the same time, after you've made the change, you're like, oh, that was for me too. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I got a similar story. One of many, of course, when I was down at JMU, I think I was 20, 22 and partying, head button holes in a hotel wall, got kicked out. And my now wife, uh, we weren't even dating at the time. We had been together for a little bit. She puts her one-year-old daughter in the car and comes and picks me up at two o'clock in Harrisonburg. Oh. And, and, you know, like we're on the right way home and I'm kind of sober enough. And she's like, you know, what, you know, what are we doing? Like, what are you doing? Like we were, you know, kind of getting back together a little bit. And it was kind of like that whole like reckoning thing where it's like, you know, I, I knew that I wanted to be with her, but I, you know, can't have your cake and eat it too kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, that was definitely one relationship wise that shook me to my core and was like okay it's time for me you know she's got a daughter if i'm gonna do this i gotta do this like that's it 
Yeah, those looks in the Oof. mirror. Ugh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. This is gold, man. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Can I, I just... strapped a baby in the car yeah. to come get your fucking ass. That's pretty much Ugh. how she said it. Yep. <laughs> she said, you know what? Your wife looks like a sweet, sweet woman. I'm sure that's not how she said it. I'm just, you know, yeah. I'm, I, I'm saying in between the lines, I could read her mind. That poor woman. <laughs> yeah. Hey. But- you know, we've been married almost 15 years now. The 29th, 29th, 15 years. That's awesome. Where'd it go? I don't know that I have like one specific event. I always kind of feel like I'm going through it now because I feel like uh, a late bloomer when it comes to like thinking I need a job uh, <laughs> where like I can just like go make it my myself uh and i'm like my mindset is just there like just find a way man other than having an employer just find a way to to make profit off anything man so i don't know i just kind of feel like i'm in the middle of that uh development yeah prostitution yeah exactly i mean i've got events that have liked that have rocked my world uh i was upside down in a convertible one time in a car accident uh, yeah, i remember that yeah and like it was a bad experience and like i've gone through bad experiences with like life and experimentation did it change your behavior later I, you know that's the thing that i i don't know that it that it did yeah i really don't know i mean there was there was a time where like I mentioned earlier, my buddy passing away. He told me to kind of slow down on certain behaviors. And that changed me because of like all people to tell me he would be the last person that I think would tell me, even though we were really close, we did a lot of the same stuff. Yeah. So like for me to like push it to a limit where even he thought, it was dangerous. Like, I mean, I changed, of course, right after that, but it was like, I don't know that going back to like what you guys are saying with your wives, like I was pretty good. Uh, and I feel like I still am decent at being a husband. I mean, I don't know. I was ready for marriage. So I feel like our relationship is good. You just got to keep trying. That's the biggest thing, man. Just, if it looks like something's going to be a struggle and you just got to say, oh, here we go. Yeah. Strap in. Yeah. yeah. And embrace it. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, you know you're going to get through it. What yeah. other choice do you have? See, Caroline, even white people will struggle. Um, yes. <laughs> yes. There's a whole segment we created called White People Be Crazy. <laughs> yeah. The last episode. Yeah. Um, we know you struggle. It's just that when you guys struggle, it's like, oh, mental health. And when black people struggle, it's like, uh, fuck, these thugs. That's how I'm literally just saying how it's fronted in the news. How, I mean. But internally, we all have. Reading about another shooting this afternoon. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Another one. Probably a white male. (laughs) Yeah. And it's not funny, but you know, at the same time, like it, 
you know, it's like, oh, he was struggling with mental health issues. And it's like, okay. A white male in a NASA shirt. I'm not saying they're not, but, you know, how come if you're black, you're a criminal. And if you're white and shoot a ton of people, you have mental health issues. And then people take pity on you. Yeah. Yes. Um, I think you guys have brought up like uh, really good points, though, about, you know, yep, partying lifestyles um, that um, a lot of people don't address is that um, you uh, can have a drinking problem without being an alcoholic. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I can say I know I've been there and um, I did not have a wonderful wife to pick me up off the ground but I do have a wonderful wife roommate now that you know um supports me and uh luckily I don't need that kind of support support right now I've been able to get through that and uh, some of that came through uh a a lot of that came out of because of a court order drug and alcohol class I had to take I was gonna say when I met you you were drinking (laughs) coding from the bottle and look how far she's come (laughs) I'm joking. I'm okay. you. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was my prescription. I had a really bad. It cough. was a prescription. I did, I did not have a voice that episode. I sounded horrendous. I actually <laughs> it was a big still sound horrendous. I'm not a big fan of like my my radio voice, and I have you know we've been trying. I have like year round allergies. Dave knows about this, so most of the year I'm just coughing it up and don't have a voice. I had saved the last little bit of the codeine that I had to be able to sip through the podcast to make right. it through recording. Right. Did I top it off with some wine though? Absolutely. Why not? Did I have to take a drug test that same day that I failed? Yes. Preach to him. Did 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 that did that pee sample sit in New Orleans for a month to get retested? To prove that I was not a marijuana. Yes, it did. Hallelujah. And you know what? Finally, they know. The people know. Preach. It was people just know. CBD. It was know. just CBD. I really just needed insurance to know. It so, was ABC CBD. Oh, gosh. One, two, oh my gosh. Yes, it was alcohol. It was the code. Oh, gosh. Um, but spoiler alert, you can get Delta 8 gummies over the counter. They're delicious. They feel like the real thing. They'll make you feel alive, baby. They'll put you to sleep. They make you feel good. This Um, podcast is not sponsored by Delta 8. (laughs) um, If you get drug tested, though, just know (laughs) CBD, gummies, Delta 8, you will test positive. It's a pain in the ass. But you know what? For an extra 90 bucks, you can can buy your way out of it. You can get it deep tested. And they will, you know, print out a piece of paper and be like, you know what? It wasn't pot. Thank you. Good to know. Paid my way Good out. Good to know uh, for all of our listeners. <laughs> I won't be paying my ninety dollars. That's well worth it. <laughs> I'll take that failure and I'll just live my life. Well, well I mean, I need ninety dollars. You could use that ninety dollars to buy knees. Just saying. <laughs> Kyle. I mean, I got a refund for forty-five. I don't know. Kyle, I want to focus on you for our last five to ten minutes here. Sure, we'll interrupt. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't want. I don't want you to feel uncomfortable. I don't want to put you like on the spot or anything. But you just told me he was going to have ten minutes of spotlight. Yeah, <laughs> and the screen yeah. literally lights up a green square. <laughs> around 
I, I want to know something here. What is the most unexpected turn your life has ever taken? A shark. <laughs> um, probably getting a job with the Hurricanes. And nice. I never would have expected to work for the NHL. Like, that was like a childhood dream there. So, yeah. Can I just say, man, that wouldn't have happened, but it did. I, you know, I remember like the beginning of that happening and it was crazy because just like you're saying, like it's the NHL, like it's a big deal. But like the more that you've grown into your profession, I'm just not surprised that it happened. I mean, you're, you're a monster. You're a beast graphic designer. So I'm not not applying on a whim. Just like, fuck it, let's just see. Or was there uh, a program? Or um, The winter before was really fucking cold, and I was tired of living in Shenandoah County. And, <laughs> or Actually, I guess we were in Stephen City, but um, and Kelsey and I decided we were moving south, and I was applying to a lot of stuff. And at, what happened first was the Hurricanes part-time designer job popped up, and I was like, well, I could move there for a part-time job because Kelsey could get a job in a second because she's a nurse. And they responded like a week later and said, oh, we're not hiring out of state for part-time. I was like, well, okay, that's fair, whatever. And then a full-time job got posted like two months later. And I was like, well, what the hell? Apply again. And then uh, got an interview, did did a phone interview. There's no Zoom or anything back then phone interview and then later that day they offered me a job and i was like holy the shit same day uh, the same cool. day it's like yeah. fuck i guess i'm moving to north carolina um, that's cool. awesome man yeah so it's and like voice. part of me wishes i was still doing it but the the money was is not good not not good <laughs> isn't that unfortunate like so as much as i don't want to not or i want to not care about money like especially now with the kid but like even before the kid it's like i can't do that forever it's just such bullshit that they pay but sports in general it's not just hurricanes it's across the board unless you're like in the front office high up person or whatever you're not making any money it's like public service like i think there's a lot of like nonprofits i would love to be a part of and i'm like i gotta feed a bunch of people so (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Do you think do you guys think the athletes in March Madness should be paid? Yeah. I 100 percent think they should. Yeah. Convince me. It's getting close close to college sports being paid. Gotta be. They already put it in. Um yeah, it's pretty close. Now now Um, they can have uh sponsorships, right? And right. I think that's what it was. Yeah. 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 I don't think the team would to me, I don't think the team would necessarily pay him, but the sponsorship, if Nike wanted to sponsor me at 10 years old, yeah. you think my parents would like say no? Right. Come on. Uh, not the parents, NCAA, but now, and, you know, they're kind of getting paid if they have, you know, all tuition paid. But think about how much money they're bringing to school. Oh, yeah. So exactly. much money. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I'm glad that, that now they, now they can be picked up by big companies, at least, you know, the ones who are standouts. 
Yeah. What is your most memorable event from working with the Hurricanes? Well, they didn't make the playoffs when I was there, so I can't talk about that. You feel like it's your fault? No, but I knew as soon as I left that they would make it, which they did. Yeah, of course. Uh, but they were on like a nine-year drought or something like that, so it's not like uh, – I guess there's – why? Are, I don't need to talk about this stuff, but um, two things. Having a logo that I designed on Center Ice for – Dude, that's like my good. The whole deal. season. It was pretty cool. sweet. That is awesome. That is awesome. That is yeah. super cool, man. Like, I watched that. I mean, there's two things why I became a graphic designer or eventually found that's what I wanted to do is when I was a kid, my dad pointed, because he worked for FedEx, he pointed out the arrow and the FedEx logo to me. And I was mm-hmm. like, holy shit, like someone had to do that. Like, that's cool. And then just watching sports and always looking at all the logos, all the crests, everything on jerseys. I was like, that'd be someone's getting paid to do that. Yeah. Like that's awesome. Uh, And so that leads into the other coolest thing was doing the, I mean, I was involved in three different jerseys, but one of them as more so than the others was more me, uh, especially the kind of logo on the front and stuff like that. So. Uh, and they still use that jersey, which is cool. Yes. That's cool, man. And the unveiling and all of that, I was there taking photos and doing all that stuff, which is the other thing I enjoy doing a lot of. So if you like point to an event, that would be it. But You know what's crazy? Just coming from where we're coming from, and maybe not now with so much with social media, but like if someone would have came to our middle school and was like, dude, I work for the Washington Capitals and I designed their logo and I graduated from this school. I'd be like, nope, get the fuck out of here. That's impossible. Like, I wonder if that same mindset still exists in it, this small town. I mean, I it probably does. I mean, even like me thinking back about going to high school where we did and everything, like we graduated with like a hundred and 30 people lift that like if how that man it's one of the, some of the stuff that... the people that we graduated with that they're doing is like holy shit like yeah cool yeah jobs you didn't know existed it's, yeah. it's one of the reasons i joined the guys um doing the murals is because they're they wanted to show kids that big things can be accomplished even right here and yeah that was such a worthwhile couple years spent and they're still there and no one's defaced them, which blows my mind. I thought for sure. It's because it's a small town. Yeah, I don't know. I just thought people would. Did you see the mural in Detroit that got put up of Eminem? It was destroyed in like 15 minutes. In seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Small town. Maybe. <laughs> That's uh, Kyle, you're, you're like the coolest person I know, man. Like it's super dope that your logo was on center ice of a professional sporting team's ice. <laughs> like it's, it's amazing way to go. And one day you'll yeah. sing for us. And one, <laughs> one day we'll get the Kyle folks album. Kyle, I have a question for you. Okay. Um, let me start off with a statement though. Um, I don't know where my head is today 
but when you guys mentioned the NHL in my head, I was like, what the fuck is that? And as I was about to ask the question, I was like, oh my God, it's, why am I not thinking of hockey? (laughs) I'm in Washington when they're literally coming out with a new team this season. So for that, in my mind, I apologize. My, my, my actual question is if I started out the song, would you finish it? Could we get you to sing it? Because I really only know the beginning. I don't really watch the show. What I don't even all, know. What if if we all sing I, I think it's just two verses. I don't. Is there any more to it? I, I, I don't I know really if it's don't. actually from the show. If it's from something else, I have no idea. No, nope, nope. It's from Big Bang Theory. Oh, and I am not a singer, nor do I have a good speaking voice. With that voice. So, I, gosh, I know. <laughs> get the coding. If, if, if I get you started, <laughs> will you uh, fill in the blanks? Not a chance. There's not a um, chance at all. I'm <laughs> a, trying to put on my sultry voice. <laughs> Remember when I said I would turn this thing off? It's, okay. it's getting close. I mean, I guess you do pay for the Zoom account, so. <laughs> I don't pay for it. I, mean, I do appreciate the story about the, the uh, having the logo on the ice. I, when, when Dave asked you the sharpest turn that you've ever made in your life, I was really prepared to hear you say a left and then say nothing more. And that's it. And that's it. <laughs> that would have been great. And I didn't signal. <laughs> Dave doesn't signal. <laughs> hmm. Uh, uh, man, I, I'm gonna call it. I'm gonna wrap our session here. Yeah. Um, man, Kyle, a is great that you're back. We missed you dearly. Um, Ryan, it's been like 40 years since we've seen you, and at least, uh, man, we're. <laughs> I I, th- I don't know if I speak for everybody, but at least three out of the four people, man, I'm proud of uh, you know talking to you and seeing that you're doing so well for yourself and your family. I appreciate it, man. It's great to see you guys. Yeah, uh, it was definitely our pleasure. Uh, Does anybody else have anything that they want to get off their chest before we end this thing? This isn't important. We can cut this from the show. I just want to catch up on who you are because I know you're friends, I guess, with Wes, right? Or yeah, Yeah, Wes and I. So we played soccer from the age of probably eight to the age of like 15, 16 on the same team, I think, every year. Um, and we kicked ass. And when I say kicked ass, I don't mean we won soccer games all the time. I mean, we literally hurt people. We hurt people. (laughs) I was there when I broke that girl's arm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, we were pretty rough, but yeah, I mean, we, we graduated together and. So you did go to Strasburg. Yeah. I went to Strasburg. Yeah. I played. See, I should have played. I should have played soccer in high school. I do regret that. I mean, I, I'm. I was good at baseball. I mean, I'm good at pretty much any sport I play. Not to brag, but really, um, but I should have played soccer. Um, kind of regret that because I think we could have had a hell of a lot of fun. Yeah, we were the misfits. Yeah, well, we're, the, I we're the we were the Bash Brothers. If if you get that <laughs> reference, I'm yeah. Brazilian and I don't play soccer. That is also a. A, a very big regret for me. I I bring dishonor to my family. Do you samba at least? Um, yeah, a little bit. Okay. If Kyle sings, will you samba to his? 
yes. You know what? I will. I'll fucking do it. I'll sample well, that shit. Where did where, where did you go when we graduated? Because I just lost touch with everybody. So I, I went straight to Potomac State and should have played basketball. Um, just didn't, just wasn't ready and ended up partying and doing stupid crap. And then uh, my cousin passed away about mid semester and I stopped going to class and then ended up coming home and I got my second uh, underage possession of alcohol. Um, and then my mom was like, I think a couple friends had died of overdose. And she's like, you gotta get out of here. Yeah. You gotta go live with your sister down in Fort Lauderdale, you know, nice. safe place. Um, yeah. So went down there and lived for two, two and a half years I was washing boats. It was a pretty sweet gig. I was driving from Miami up to like Boca Raton and West Palm beach, just going in people's backyards and washing their million dollar toys. <laughs> um, actually got to charter a couple of boats from Virginia beach all the way down around Key West up to Fort Pierce couple times thirty a hundred dollars a day and just riding on a boat and stopping in some marina uh and then i ran out of money and my sister ran out of patience so then i came back home and, and was working at Cisco. i mean i was at cisco for like 12 years okay um yeah and then you know family and all that so you know so if i could and i hope you don't take offense to this i just remember in school like it was so evident in most of our classes that you were the smartest one in the room, but like you didn't give a fuck. And it was like, it was almost liberating. It was like, he doesn't need, he doesn't need to be here. Like yeah, you weren't, was, you weren't a bad kid, but like you just no, kind of did whatever that's not you wanted. Life. I, I was never did anything with malice. I, I was uh -uh. always just, I told him like, I just wanted to see if I could do it. And if I got caught, why'd you do that? It was, I don't know. It was yeah. pretty stupid, but uh, you know, no, that's why people, I guess parents liked me some, most of them, um, because I wasn't disrespectful. I wasn't a rude kid. I was just hyperactive. Yeah. <laughs> did whatever the hell I wanted to do. Yeah. We're like, what a maniac. And then you're like, Oh man, Ryan was the only one that got an A on our trig test. Oh, fuck. <laughs> you remember Coach uh, um, Weaver? Yeah. Yeah. So I had him after I came back from uh, Fort Lauderdale. I was working night shift at Cisco and going to school, and I had his class English, and uh, I would literally fall asleep pretty much every class, right? And he gives out the midterm, and I finish it, you know, half an hour and sleep, whatever. And he goes, oh, Ryan, I see that Strasburg education paid off for you. You got the highest grade in the class. Thanks, <laughs> like, oh, coach. Yeah, going back to sleep. Yeah, it was infuriating, but kind of. It was I just, see that. Yeah, I'm just glad that it, that someone was able to do that. Can, can I fun. can I interrupt this uh, yeah. love session? Just say yeah, that. Totally. Oh, you guys are here? For anybody that, you know, all of our listeners that know this, Wes and I are brothers, and he definitely got the better genes we have different dads but like by far he got the better genes because Wes you know he would he got the looks and the height and the beard and the better grades I remember in high school I got a 100 on a test okay and the I'm not going to mention the teacher's name but yeah, it was uh it was history. I'm terrible at history. And like I had studied my ass off and I got a hundred and somebody else had graded my paper because like we would change papers and then you'd grade each other 
and then turn it in. And I remember the, the teacher looking at the papers and saying out loud, who graded Watson's paper? As there's if, no way. As if they like graded it wrong. And I'm, I'm like, I, I'm so bad. I'm so dumb that I can't get a hundred. Are you fucking kidding me? I was school and me didn't mesh. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> they just didn't get you. They, they just, just didn't. didn't get me. I was not. I was not built for for school. I still don't have a degree on anything. I've been to four different colleges, and <laughs> I just can't finish because I just. It's just I don't know. It's a struggle for me to focus. I mean, my wife she got her master's and teaching with the you know magna cum laude and all that and i went to potomac state and you know whatever and lord fairfax but i mean i don't know it's just weird to me that i, I just struggle with finishing school and it, it hasn't yeah. mattered because I'm, I'm doing well enough we'll say yeah if that's the lesson we can take away is eh, it doesn't matter if if you can do it you can do it yeah, yeah if you're smart enough to learn how I to do something it. and treat people with respect then that's it. Yeah. That's how I interview. I'm like, look, I have a really contagious laugh. And they're like, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm hired. Yeah. They asked me if I know Kyle folks. And I'm Son like, of a bitch, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> I was just I was just thinking the Rick and Morty quote, uh, school is not for smart people. <laughs> yeah. well, on that right. note though, I'm going back, I'm going back for my master's in November. <laughs> so <laughs> listen. Ryan, with all that said, I've been out of college for like well over 10 years and I'm still like paying for it. So I feel like I got the raw end of the deal, you know? Yeah, yeah I see. I hear a lot about that, too. And and people are like, oh, you went to school, you should pay for it. But like if you go to school when you have to get a certain amount of schooling and pay this outrageous amount and then the job you get, it's almost impossible for you to make a ton without right. going to school. Um, then that, yeah, that's just. Yeah. Yeah, even doctors are taking 15, 20, 30 years to pay off their student loans yeah. because they went to so much freaking school and like are we talking like white doctors? <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and the doctor the is, to do with anything. They're notorious for <laughs> living uh above their means because of the other doctors. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Could be. Yeah. Anyway, on that note, uh again, Ryan, thank you for yeah, joining man. us and it's cool catching up. And uh Kyle, thanks it thanks for I was gone for one episode. Why are you acting like I was gone for like a month? Because it felt like a month, dude. Like it really died. felt like a month. It did. I mean, he turned essentially what would be 20 years into 40. Yeah. Quick. Quick. So. Real quick. But anyway, uh, you guys we'll see you next week. Thank you guys. Have a great night. See ya. Thank you. Peace. Peace. Peace.